time for my morning mixtape on 95BFM. We've got Baby Zionov up here in the studio. She's one of many artists set to appear at Loud and Proud, a queer music festival which is happening at the Audio Foundation this weekend. She also released an incredible new single a couple of weeks ago that is currently sitting at number one on the 95BFM Top 10. Today she joins me in the studio for my morning mixtape. Morena, thanks for coming up and sharing some songs. How are you? Hi, um, I'm good. Thank you for having me. No worries. Uh, first of all, congrats on number one on the 95BFM Top 10. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> didn't didn't expect it. Well, well, why didn't you expect it? Uh, your new single is incredible. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. There's uh, there's other good music, and um, it's a very it's a very throwbacky kind of tune. It's also very fast. I was worried it would cause car crashes if it played <laughs> on the radio too often. Um, but I'm very maybe happy. it has. <laughs> Are you guys responsible for that? I guess so. Because I'm yeah. about to play some uh, some pretty hectic stuff at nah, 11 a.m. It's the it's the, that's the best part about this segment <laughs> is that uh, it, often it will kind of just kickstart everyone's morning. Good, good. <laughs> um, do talk to me about a little bit uh, extract from truth. Uh, how long had that been in the works? About six months. Oh, nice. About um, it was like it, it kind of was an instrumental for a while, and then. The lyrics are actually taken from um, another song by a band called Art Bears, um, um, who are a communist prog band from the 70s. Um, and I just like in the shower one day just started uh, sing- <laughs> singing the melodies to this instrumental that just came together in my head. And then it was about four months of uh, adding sound effects and <laughs> mixing things because I'm very perfectionist. but. Yeah, it was a really long, it was a really big work in progress. Awesome. Um, I've, most of the time I fought out songs in about two days, so it, it was, it, I'm very happy with You how. sat on this one for quite a while then. Yeah. Do you usually uh, think about your music when you're in the, sh- is it when you're in the shower? Is that like a, a common thing for you? Not usually to that extent where it's like, I'll write a whole song in the shower, but I'll often, that's when it'll be like, this is the concept for the EP. It's just, uh, it's the only, you know, it's a night, it's the only time of day you're not like simulated <laughs> stimulated yeah from all five senses mm, i know what you mean yeah um am I, am I right in thinking that this is the first song that you've had your own vocals on yes how how was that how, what was it like getting a song out that uh was entirely you uh terrifying um but the reception's been really great and i'm really happy with how it sounds i wouldn't i i wouldn't change it even if you know even if i had a very famous <laughs> musician, I think I think it works for it. Um, except I didn't really know how to record the vocals, so I recorded them. Um, I didn't realize until afterwards that um, I was facing away from the mic, like I, I was singing into the back, so it's actually <laughs> the, um, it's actually like the bouncing the off echo. the wall <laughs> that you're hearing, um, which made my mixing engineer really, really unhappy, but, but she really <laughs> made it work. I think it sounds great. Yeah, I, d- <laughs> I, I didn't notice the echo, so... It- it worked well. Yeah. Um, do you think you'll be doing more vocal stuff on some more tracks in the future? Yeah, that's the plan. I'm going to be a singer-songwriter now. Lovely. <laughs> I've got the I've got the bug. Oh, well, that's it's always a, a good place to start. You know, yeah. now you've got a whole new direction to go in. Yeah. Um, tell us about this first song that you've picked out, the Sega Sound Team track that you've chosen. So this is a song called um, Palm Tree Panic. It's because it's it's the first level of a game called Sonic CD, uh, which is an old platform game from the 90s. Um, Sega Sound Team being literally like the in-house musicians. 
for this game. Um, this was kind of the, like, as a kid, I remember the, like video game music was the only thing that excited me. I remember like the stuff, I remember thinking the stuff that everyone around me was listening to, which this was being 11 in 2006, so it was like, Green Day and like, <laughs> uh, or Evanescence. I remember this. Is, I remember thinking it was so boring, and and I don't know. And I I remember being made fun of by my family, like who did just saw it as bleeps and bloops. Yeah. Um. But and I, I I couldn't explain to them this is like the most exciting, interesting, catchy music I've ever heard, because video game music has to do a lot at the same time. It has to be, um, you know, catchy enough that you're okay with hearing it on repeat for sometimes 15 minutes at a time. It has to do a lot of the heavy lifting and for the atmosphere in an old game, you know, you, you, the, you have to use your imagination, the graphics aren't that good. So the music has to do a lot of mood setting. And at the same time, you have all these limitations on how many instruments you can have, what kind of sounds you can have. So all that combines into this, into I think some of the most uncategorizable music uh, ever made. Have you ever thought about uh, getting into making video game music? I would love it, but no one ever asks me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a, a an industry that's quite hard to to crack into. Yeah. Um. But uh, I yeah I also love video game music, so yeah. I'm I'm curious to hear what this sounds like. <laughs> So you're going to be playing at Loud and Proud this weekend, but am I right in thinking that you're also involved in the organisational side of it? Yeah, I'm one of the one of three people who kind of 
putting everything together. Oh, that's really exciting. Um, do you do you want to tell us a little bit about how how it came together, how the idea came about? Yeah, uh, basically, it came about because um, we we started to realize that um, how how much of the DIY music seed is is LGBT and how it's not really like people people um, queer people who make weird music are kind of sidelined from two directions at once um, and I think pride is a time to celebrate queer success and that includes stuff on the margins and includes uncompromising stuff um, and I, a lot of um, like and gay people have kind of been at the forefront of a lot of a lot of interesting music um, moments throughout history as we looked in we you know we'd, we'd look at musicians we really admired and we find out oh they're gay too like uh, and um, yeah and we we just wanted to give kind of a space for for that and to kind of hopefully kind of build a scene where we can where we can kind of foster uh, yeah, a, a queer community that also makes that that that's not a that's afraid like uncompromising in their identity and also uncompromising in how they express it aesthetically, yeah. musically, and yeah, I, a lot of musicians that we have play in last year and this year have been musicians who've never stepped outside of the bedroom and a lot of people trying on different genres that they wouldn't really feel that they want to do but don't feel really comfortable mm. doing in other spaces and I think I think that's really fun and and we saw a lot of a lot of interesting cross-pollination and networking happen even at the last event I think someone actually got approached to um to make a video game soundtrack oh, based also. on a performance it wasn't me <laughs> but maybe this year yeah maybe this year oh, but, but yeah um, it's been it's been really fun and everyone should come along. <laughs> yeah, tell us about last year. Uh, how, how did it go and and what do you what did you learn anything? What are you thinking about changing this year? Uh, yeah, it was it was really really successful. Um, a lot of people like a lot more people than we expected showed up. Um, the crowd was really supportive. When there was ambient drones, everyone was sitting there wrapped, you know. And if there was it was it had beats. Everyone was dancing. Like it was a really supportive audience. Um, this year we're um, we're trying to have as like as little crossover in acts as possible because we want to keep it as a showcase for you know for new people, um, and I think that it'll run a little bit smoother. But the basic the basic skeleton is I think pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> Tell us about this next song that you've picked out, this Henry Cow track. So this is War by Henry Cow. Um, Henry Cow is actually the side project, one of the other projects from Art Bears, who I mentioned earlier. So it's the same person writing the lyrics okay. as my song. Um, this song, um, it's yeah, it's an old avant-garde prog track from the '70s. It's very, very political. It's very communist, very Marxist, <laughs> Leninist, Maoist, um, and really, really aggressive but what it, it really it changed the way I thought about what pop music was because at the same time it's really fun and it's really catchy I think uh, Jerry's out we'll for we'll most people <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah and it I remember hearing it and it, it just blowing my mind um, it's wild yeah have a listen <laughs> Not up here. She batted with her horn, split an egg and wall was small. 
Mädchens with guns, fertilized an egg with stung. She batted with her hands, with an egg and war was born. You were saying that uh, loud and proud. Uh, you're trying to create uh, and foster a community based on creativity and and, and many other things. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about some great events, programs, and organisations that have happened over the years, like Second Skin, mm. um, Equalize My Vocals, and uh, Breaking Boundaries. Um, and I and I may be wrong, but I feel like many of these initiatives that cater to these marginalised communities are starting to disappear mm. a little. Um, are there any that you think people should be looking out for or um, supporting more? Ooh. Not, not off the top of my head, not locally. A lot of those, yeah, a lot of those... I, what they did at, like, was really great at the time. Um, and I think kind of set the precedent for... I mean, Breaking Boundaries is still, is still alive and popping for sure. Um, but I, yeah, if, if anyone knows, um, if anyone knows of any, uh, let me know. I, I don't keep up enough and I guess not knowing is about them is why, <laughs> it's why we did this. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, similar stuff happening, um, around the world for sure. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm blanking on names. <laughs> it's no, I know, it, I know it was, it was mean of me to put you on the spot, but <laughs> do you, do you think there's a, there's any kind of overlying reason as to why, uh, these aren't around as much as they were like maybe two or three years ago? I think they come in ebbs and flows. I think there was, um, I think that a, a few years ago, there was a, a pretty big explosion kind of all over the world in terms of like starting a conversation about representation in music and I remember quite a few not, not scandals but issues of you know assault and discrimination um, I remember very specifically um, uh, Grimes talking about always um, you know, getting asked, um, you know, getting sent beats by produce by male producers as if she doesn't produce everything on her own. And um, it, it comes in ebbs and flows partly because, uh, 
making music is, is it, it takes a lot of time. Organizing stuff takes a lot of time, and I think people just naturally um, fall out of it. And a lot like to keep it alive, I think we'll, we'll need really strong structure, like way stronger structures, um, and also uh, a lot more like like a, a society where we don't have we're not putting like so much time into paying rent and buying food and then having no time or income left to focus on music mm. it's yeah it's hard to foster a whole community uh with a 40-hour work week plus uh transport <laughs> yeah i was talking to uh, amelia out in the office before and she was saying that uh, a big reason why they uh, can't stay around for as long as because they don't get the funding. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and like you said, to put in the amount of time that it takes to organise these kind of discussions or yeah. events, um, it, it it takes a lot of time, and uh, there's not that much financial gain from it to even yeah. keep it sustainable. Which it's tough. Um, and we have to we have to kind of we have to rely on having an audience that's you know willing to support us mm. and we've been so far really lucky hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll get lucky again i mean i i would love to to see this one day become a monthly sort of thing but that requires yeah a lot, a lot of, of work yeah mm. well i think uh doing a festival is a great way to to kind of keep it sustainable mm. um financially as well um having people kind of pay to support the artists and um, having like a great venue and stuff. That Audio Foundation has been it. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, amazing sound, really uh, accommodating, um, and really, really uh, on board with what we're trying to do. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So the the festival is happening on Saturday. It kicks off at four pm. Uh, door sales only. Fifteen dollars for waged patrons and ten dollars for unwaged. Yep. Um, can you tell us about this this last track that you picked up? Um, this last track is by Nicki Minaj. Um, I don't know if it's the first time that this has been played on BFM. It's um, yeah, it's Stupid Ho by Nicki Minaj. This song, I could not explain why. This song completely changed my life. It's the one song I think that I like that it, that broke my idea. I wasn't listening to a lot of pop music at the time. I was not listening to a lot of hip hop. Um, something about this song, it's so minimal, it's so aggressive. There's a lot of like comedy in it. There's a lot of, um, there's actually, I think because it's so, because it's so sparse, there's actually a lot of really interesting accidental key changes, accidental like um, rhythm stuff. I just like, um, yeah, it just shook, it just shook my idea of what, what a good song was. Um, and I remember, it, this is a recurring theme, it was with the Sonic one as well. Um, I had to pretend that I liked the song ironically, because this song, everyone hated it at the time. It got so much backlash. I think the dislike ratio on YouTube was insane. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I knew every word and I just had to pretend that it was for a joke and not that it was like the most amazing piece of music I've ever heard. It's just, yeah, it's just brilliant in how, how sparse and aggressive and intricate it is. Yeah, awesome. I, I love it. Well, thanks so much for coming up and sharing some some songs and, and talking about Loud and Proud. It's been great to get some insight onto a festival that I think is really great for the local music scene. Mm. Thank you for having me.
My Morning Mixtape on 95BFM.